It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, October 27th. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. Sitka police are investigating a near tragedy that occurred over the weekend when a small child playing with an assault rifle fired shots into his trailer court. No one was injured in the incident, but police say it was a very close call. KCAW's Aaron McKinstry reports. Sitka police say a four-year-old fired multiple shots from a trailer on Halibut Point Road on Sunday. Three police officers arrived at a trailer after receiving multiple calls of gunshots. The vehicle parked outside had two bullet holes in the driver's side door, but no one was hurt. Sergeant Lance Ewers says the scene was chaotic. To be brutally honest with you, it was absolutely terrifying. Yeah, very scary. Uh, There were people from the trailer court who were leaving their residence and trying to seek cover. When they approached the trailer where the bullets had come from, a toddler answered the door. The child had been playing with an unsecured weapon, which Ewers described as a high-powered assault rifle called an AK-47. The bullets went through the trailer walls and into the vehicle outside. The toddler's father was asleep in the back of the house, and a two-year-old brother was in his crib when it happened. Ewers says he's thankful no one was hurt. When kids get a hold of guns, they could kill themselves, they could kill In this case, the child could have very easily killed the other toddler that was in the residence. He could have hurt somebody living next door, killed somebody living next door. It highlights the importance of securing guns, he says, especially in Alaska, where many households have firearms for hunting and wildlife safety. It's the last frontier, and people have firearms, and and, uh, you just, you know, firearms and children don't mix, and it is the adult's responsibility to ensure that certainly toddlers have zero access to firearms. He says the Sitka Police Department can provide gun locks for people who need them. Alcohol did play a role in the incident, and the case is being forwarded to the District Attorney's Office and the Office of Children's Services. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Mary McKinstry. The city and borough of Sitka reported three new coronavirus cases on Monday following reports of surging case counts across the state. One of the men is in his 30s and took a test over a week ago on October 16th. The other is in his 60s and had symptoms at the time of testing last Wednesday. The third patient is a non-resident female between the ages of 10 and 19. She did not have symptoms when she was tested on October 22nd. Information about contact tracing, whether the patients are isolating, and whether these are cases of community spread is not yet available on the city's website. Sitka is reporting 76 total cases of the coronavirus. Four of those are considered active. The state of Alaska shattered previous records with 526 new cases reported on Sunday. A new case was also reported in Angoon over the weekend. Excluding Juneau, southeast Alaska continues to have the lowest case rates per capita of anywhere in the state. Sitka-based public health nurse Denise Ewing said at a recent unified command meeting that public health officials are predicting case counts to rise rapidly in the coming weeks. We have a, um, a model uh, that we that we look at, and that model epidemic curve predicts Alaska's cases will continue to accelerate over the next week, with cases now expected to double around every 26 days. Ewing says there's a possibility a vaccine will be available for health care and essential workers, people over the age of 65, and people with underlying medical conditions as early as the end of November. She said there are challenges, particularly for rural communities, because the vaccines need to be kept at temperatures as cold as 94 degrees below zero. Alaska recently submitted a draft plan for how it would distribute a coronavirus vaccine once it becomes available. With the holidays just around the corner, the Sitka School District is considering adopting a travel policy that would follow stricter guidelines for quarantine and testing than currently used by the state. 
But the district's proposed policy isn't new. In fact, it's old. As KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports, Sitka's schools want to return to the state's travel mandates that were in place prior to October 16th. Travelers entering Alaska now from out of state must have a negative COVID test three days before arriving or get tested at the airport. This is free for residents, but expensive for non-residents. After that, travelers have to quarantine and practice social distancing for five days and then can be on their merry way, even without proof of a second negative coronavirus test. This is a huge change from state policy prior to October 16th, which required a 14-day quarantine for people coming from out of state, which could be cut down to about 10 days if they got a test on day 7 of the quarantine and got their results about three days later. Sitka School Superintendent John Holst, however, is recommending that the school board adhere to Alaska's earlier policies regarding travel. It wasn't his idea. He had a recent teleconference with the state's top medical officer, Dr. Ann Zink, and put the question to her. I asked her, what would you do if you were running a school? And she'd say, I'd stay with the old guidelines. Holst knows it will be inconvenient for many staff and students to quarantine for the longer time period, but he's looking at the big picture. Sitka so far has been spared a major outbreak, and schools have been open and functioning smoothly since August. He doesn't want to jeopardize what, compared to many districts around the state and country, has been a huge success. We're going to consider that the school is a different place than the rest of the community. I think that's the best way to say it. And we're uh, we're very much wanting to protect uh, the schools and the kids and the staff because when the schools are open, the community functions pretty much normally. When the schools close, that has a huge impact. Sitka's schools haven't been COVID-free. On Thursday, October 22nd, the district confirmed that a staff member at Kikushihin Elementary School had tested positive, the third case within the district this year. Public health nurse Denise Ewing conducted contact tracing that led to the quarantine of two additional staff members, but no students. Holst says the district's precautions around social distancing and hygiene have contributed to quickly limiting the possible spread of infection. I think Denise has realized that we have a lot of mitigation in place, layers of it. And because of that, I think she has, she's made a conscious decision that we don't have to shut down a whole part of the school because we've had one person test positive. Holst says that neither of the two other positive cases in the district, both at Blatchley Middle School, led to any additional infections. The Sitka School Board will take up the matter of staying with Alaska's stricter 14-day quarantine requirement for travelers coming into the state when it meets next on Wednesday, November 4th. This is a big decision, Holst said. There should be public input. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Harbor Mountain and Blue Lake Road are closed to the public after at least one landslide happened over the weekend. According to Anne-Marie LaPalm at the U.S. Forest Service, one slide has been confirmed on Blue Lake Road. LaPalm said the road is not safely passable and will remain closed until further notice. The Forest Service will assess Harbor Mountain Road on Tuesday morning. As of right now, they don't know of any landslides on the road, but will keep the gates closed until it has been assessed. A culvert washed out on Green Lake Road. While not a full-blown landslide, it did present some challenges for the city's electric department and the Northern Southeast Regional Aquaculture Association. Ensera staff accessed the hatchery by skiff on Monday, and the city can still access the Green Lake Dam, though the road remains closed to the public while crews work to remove the debris. 
Sitka has been experiencing a downpour over the last couple of days that's led to flooding in some areas. The high rainfall has also caused an increased turbidity in Blue Lake. That's an increase in the cloudiness of the water that makes it less safe to drink. According to a city press release, the city began using water from storage tanks late Monday afternoon to account for the high levels of turbidity. City officials are asking that Sitkins conserve water for the time being to reduce the drain on water storage. Heavy rains toppled trees and buried roads on Prince of Wales Island Monday. As KRBD's Eric Stone reports, local and state transportation crews are responding to at least seven landslides blocking roads on the southeast Alaska Island. Big Salt Lake Road is the only road connecting small communities on Prince of Wales Island's north and east sides with the larger cities of Craig and Klawak. Sam Sawyer says he was heading from his home in Thorn Bay to a doctor's appointment in Klawak when he came upon a mass of dirt and timber making the road impassable. It didn't look like it was really that bad of a slide until I walked up on it. He says the slide was near Black Bear Creek, about five miles northeast of the Klawak Airport on State Highway 929, also known as Big Salt Lake or Boundary Road. I could hear a lot of water flowing over the center of the, the, center of the slide, which I couldn't see due to all the trees that were blocking my blocking my view, but um, I tried walking towards the center of it to see if I could see if anybody had gotten caught in it or anything like that, and within the first couple steps, I sank down in mud up to my knees, so I, backed, I got out of there. It's one of three slides on the highway linking eastern and western POW, state transportation officials said. Another smaller slide near the Klawak Airport was partially cleared Monday morning, local officials say. That allowed motorists caught between to return to Klawak. State transportation officials reported responding to a third slide near Klawak, though little information is available on that incident. Local officials in Klawak are also asking residents to conserve water. Yes, our reservoir is flooded. That's Clock Mayor Donald Nickerson Jr. He says inflows to the city's reservoir have overwhelmed the water treatment plant, prompting the city to shut it down. I've never seen a dam like that before, so I'm really worried about it. I'm just hoping there's no damage to the dam. That's our only water resource we have for Cloac. Officials in the western POW community of Craig say another three landslides are blocking traffic on Port St. Nicholas Road south of town. Local officials are asking motorists to avoid the road until it's cleared. Brian Templin is coordinating the local response in Craig. We're asking folks not to self-dispatch. Uh, we'll probably need a lot of help to get the slides cleared, but it's uh, much more helpful if we uh, request help or know that the that folks are coming rather than having folks simply show up on scene. And a Department of Transportation spokesperson says state crews are responding to a seventh slide near mile 15 of North Prince of Wales Road south of the Kaufman Cove turnoff. No injuries have been reported in Monday's incidents. With additional reporting from Joe Vicknicki in Petersburg, I'm Eric Stone in Ketchikan. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. (music) 